On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit-Downs with your host, Jenny Anchondo. Absolutely thrilled about our second shot guest today. Glad to have you here, everybody. I'm Jenny Anchondo. And so as we do during these second shot sit downs, we talk to people who have had a second shot in life in extreme ways and in smaller ways. And Allison's is really a health journey that came to, well, an incredible sort of disruption in the beverage market, in the drink market in general. So if you've ever seen drink poppy, maybe you were at the grocery store or health food store, it's something that I'm a big fan of. And when I found out that the founder was from Texas, I thought we have got to find out about her story. Um, they were on Shark Tank and it, th this company has not even been around for two years. They already have 60 employees. They are the number one fastest growing brand in the category of beverage. They're at Target, they're at Whole Foods, a bunch of celebrities are into it. And, um, and I just wanted to find out sort of how she made this process happen seemingly so quickly. So let's welcome in Allison Ellsworth, founder and uh, chief of the brand at Poppy. Good to see you, Allison. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Well, this is really fun. So let's talk about, let's like go back a couple years ago or however long, you know, your, your health journey started. As I understand it, you heard that you should maybe do a little bit of apple cider vinegar or some sort of tincture to help your health. And so you started making your own. Yeah, so previous to this, I worked in a different career. I worked in oil and gas research and I spent a lot of time on the road. So I spent about seven years traveling, didn't have access to a ton of healthy options, like no great restaurants or grocery stores or even access to, to honestly any gyms. And so my health started to deteriorate and I couldn't figure out really what was going on. Um, and so I started going to doctors and I had a ton of little, little health issues from my stomach always hurt to bloating. My skin was horrible. It was breaking out. I was allergic to every cosmetic that I put on. And then I just had like brain fog and I, and I had never really felt this way back in college. I felt like I was really, really healthy. And so the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on with me either. And so I do what I think a lot of people do is you start Googling your symptoms. Oh, hello. Yeah, WebMD is my doctor. So yes, we do that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you, you Google them and they tell you not to do that. But for me, it ended up working out. And I, I read that drinking apple cider vinegar could reset and detox your body. And so for me at this point, I'd been battling with trying to figure out what was going on for so long. I was like, oh, heck yeah, I'll do this. I'll drink apple cider vinegar, no problem. And I don't know, have you ever taken a straight shot of vinegar before? I have, Allison, and guess how many days that lasted? Like yeah. five no, max, no. because you can exactly. only do, like you can only stand so many bad tasting things. Like I'm already doing wheatgrass, you know, I'm already like drinking this 
this healthier wine that doesn't taste that good. Then you try to add on apple cider vinegar and it's, yeah, it's it does not taste great. It's not sustainable. And so to that point, I started drinking it every day and all of my symptoms had subsided where my bloat had gone down and um, really I just felt so amazing. And it took me about two weeks of drinking every day to start seeing these, these amazing things happen. But to your point, I was like, this is not sustainable. I cannot drink this like this every day. And really, you know, just like a side note, what it came down to is I had an unhealthy gut. So I didn't realize that gut health was so important and that you really need to detox it, which is connected to your skin and your mood and all of these different things. So once I started detoxing that, I felt really amazing, but the problem was the taste. I could not sustain this like you were saying. Um, yeah, and so then did you did you start trying to like zhuzh it up a little bit? I know I tried like diluting it and stuff, but that just makes, you know, with dil just diluting it with water, <laughs> it just makes it more apple cider vinegar to drink. It's just more bad tasting <laughs> that you have to drink. Yeah, and so, you know, I think for me, I spend most of my free time in the kitchen. Um, it's a hobby of mine. I absolutely love to cook and create. I love opening the pantry doors and be like, what can I make today? Versus like looking up a recipe or something like that. So in my head, I said, how can I make this taste good? But since it stemmed from all of these health issues that I had, I thought to myself, I also have to make it healthy mm. and taste good, which usually those two things do not go together. If you think about it, like health and taste. And so I was playing around with different fruits and essential oils and all these different things. And it came down to, I found this way to infuse the vinegars to make them taste amazing. And then I added sparkling water, a little bit of stevia and, and some organic cane sugar and created what now is poppy. And each can of poppy only has, you know, 15 to 20 calories, four to five grams of sugar, has a full serving of apple cider vinegar. So about a tablespoon in each can. And all of a sudden I started sharing it with my husband and my neighbors and people were starting to really enjoy it. And at that point I was like, maybe I have something here. Yeah, you definitely did. And I think that a lot, like here in Texas, I know people listening to the podcast version will hear this all over the country, but like a, so many people relate to working in the oil field and the travel. Um, that's, I mean, I can think of so many, even just family members off the top of my head who experience that too. And you're kind of like on the road, you go to a convenience store and it's like, there's not a lot of options. Is your goal that one day this will be just a regular buy in convenience stores on the side of the road? Yeah. And you know, it's amazing because our goal here at Poppy really is to take on big soda and to be that replacement of soda, right? It, it stemmed from like this health problem that I had with apple cider vinegar, but is what we're finding now since we launched is people replacing poppy with their traditional soda. So like we have a cola flavor, we have a root beer, we have an orange. So if you're like a Fanta drinker or something like that and people are replacing it. So we are starting to see really big lift in like middle America. So like target, for example, some of our best stores are like North Dakota, Ohio, Michigan. You know, a lot of times people think you have this health product and it's only penetrating the West mm. and the East Coast, right? Your green juice drinkers and your LA people. But we're seeing poppies really resonating just with the average consumer and that's fantastic. We want it to be accessible. We want it, everybody to drink it. We want everybody to enjoy it and get those health benefits and or 
get off of the big soda sure. bags. Sure, yeah, yeah, that's so gonna make sugar. a huge change. I'm curious, did you ever go back and speak to a doctor about why you noticed that change? Since it was you WebMD know, that initially suggested it. I know, right? I didn't, I think at that point I was just so disappointed with the healthcare system. I probably spent over $10,000 in five years and they kept throwing medication at me of different type of stomach medicine or antifungals or like all these different things trying to get to the, the bottom of it. And then at the end of the day, it was my diet and what I was putting in my body. And so I've talked to like holistic nutritionists and worked more in just like healing my body through what I put in naturally. Now, I wouldn't recommend this if you truly have a horrible, um, you know, health issue. But for me, it really did stem from um, the knowledge of not knowing what you put in your body can actually make a huge impact. So in addition to change, adding the apple cider vinegar and then your own concoction, which then became the brand, and we'll talk about that too, did you change what you ate as well? Yeah, so is what I always say is it set me onto a path of health and wellness. So I started feeling better. In return, I started working out. I started learning about nutrition. I went gluten-free, um, you know, and just kind of like it changed my life in that aspect. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like one thing is going to be your cure-all. You have to like overall look at your diet and see, you know, where you can improve all around. More of a 360 approach. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Well, it's good that you're in good health since you have this big old company to run now. I want to talk about how you went from, I read a story about you being at a farmer's market. I think it was Dallas Farmer's Market and yes. sort of being discovered there. How did that all come about, Even just even being in the farmer's market and then sort of being discovered, so to speak? Yeah, so after we did this and I noticed my neighbors and my friends started wanting Poppy, I took it to the farmer's market there locally in Dallas. So I started it in my kitchen in Dallas um, and we got in and what was really amazing and I have heard this is super rare, but we were only there about three weeks. We kept selling out week over week. We'd make double, we would sell out, we'd make triple, we would sell out. We actually had the Whole Foods buyer um, come by our booth and she said, look, I'm here with my mom. I am not here on business, but your booth is popping off. Your product looks fantastic. Here's my card. She tried it and she's like, you guys have to be in Whole Foods. Like this product has to be in Whole Foods. At the time I was three months pregnant. We had just bought a house. I was doing this as a side hustle and I was just like, yeah, okay. I'm just helping people. But then it kind of hit me. I was like, maybe I have a viable business here. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Steve and I said, that was a Whole Foods buyer. They want us in Whole Foods. This is insane. I'm quitting my job. Uh, like this, I, I just felt, no pun intended, like in my gut that this was the right <laughs> move to, to, to take. And my husband's like, you're crazy. You're three months pregnant. We just bought a house. Like you're not quitting your job. I was like, no, I'm quitting my job. I'm doing this. <laughs> Oh, and and so you did. You quit the job, even though he was like, "Don't." I'm guessing he was probably thinking about insurance and just and paid maternity leave and all of those other things that a job will sometimes provide. Right, and I think though, once you like really truly find something that you believe in as an entrepreneur and that you know is right, like you can't just go about doing your regular job anymore. You know what I mean? And so, it was something that I saw. So passionate about that I took like our life savings and I started like amping up the production and we started working with the Whole Foods team and I 
even said to him, I think it was like six months in, I was like, look, I'm like six months pregnant. You need to quit your job too. I need help. I can't lift all this stuff. Beverage is heavy. Um, and so I convinced him. And so we went all in pretty early. I think a lot earlier than other entrepreneurs is how much we believed in this. Mm -hmm. um, opened our own production facility right off Harry Hines in Dallas. And we had a friend that was a local brewer at Roar Brewery. And they were like, look, we can help you guys get set up. And we opened up like a little microbrewery for this new apple cider vinegar soda. Um, and it was just like one of those things that we just went for it. Okay. When you were, so how long ago was this? How long ago was the, was the farmer's market? Yeah. So this was back in 2016. Okay. So, um, it sounds like with Poppy, we're like less than two years old, but we were at that time, a different brand called mother beverage. And it was named off the mother of vinegar that's in vinegar. That's like the live prebiotics and like all the good stuff for you. And so we did all that back in 2016, 2017, we hit the sh shelves at Whole Foods. And then we started selling like crazy. We got into the Royal Blues, the natural grocers, all the, you know, little sandwich shops up and down the street. And at the time it was still me and my husband just hustling. And I was like, we need help. We need capital. And I saw a, an Instagram post from Mark Cuban that there was a Shark Tank opening. And I was like, we have to go try out for Shark Tank. And so you tried out and got on. Talk about that experience, what that was like. Because it's still yeah. just the two of you running the company. And as I understand it, even just being a part, just applying and participating in the, 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 all the media giant that is Shark Tank is time consuming in and of itself. It is. And I think it really goes to show just how much we were living the quote unquote American dream of, uh, you know, I started something in my kitchen. It stemmed from this thing that helped me, this problem I was solving. I took it to the market. We needed capital. And, you know, what else is there to do but go on Shark Tank? And so we went on to an open casting call. It was at the convention center and we stood in line. And it was one of those things that I didn't realize actually how hard it is to go from there to getting on a show to getting a deal. I think it's like totally. 0.002% of people actually like that happens. But at the time, that's what's beautiful about being an entrepreneur and just going for it is you don't let those like little fears hold you back. And so I went on, we tried out, we stood in line, we go and you do like a three minute elevator pitch and we pitched our product and the guy was like, look, this is fantastic. Like you guys are so going to make it to the next level. And then we didn't realize it was a six month process, not knowing anything. It's super, super hush hush. Like they're like, okay, thank you. We'll let you know. And you try out, you do zoom interviews, you do background checks, you do all this stuff. And, and so we finally, you know, it had taken so much time there. I was actually pregnant with our second and by the time I actually got on the show, I was nine months pregnant, pitching to the sharks. And lo and behold, we get there, we pitch our little hearts out and we get a deal on the show. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, and when did the, and, and so talk about the deal, because did you feel like you had to give a lot up a lot in the deal? Did you feel like, oh gosh, this is really good, but I'm compromising, or was it like this is perfectly aligned, or you? how did all of that go? Yeah, so, 
We were very lucky. And at the end of the day, Shark Tank is a TV show. So people have to keep that in mind. It has to make good TV. But the producers really do want the best for you on the show. It was a fantastic experience. And the head producer loved our product. And they had a guest shark that season. And his name was Rohan Oza. Now, Rohan is a mastermind behind some of the biggest brands out there, like Buy and Vitamin Water and you know, Vita like mm-hmm. Health Aid and Hippies and, you know, some really, really amazing brands. And so they wanted to match us up to where we would get on the show with them. Now, we didn't know that. We didn't find out he was going to be one of our sharks until the night before. Incredible. So um, going on, we pitch and we saw that he was going to be one of the sharks. We were like, he has to be our shark. Like, he's literally perfect. He's a beverage guy. And so we go on and we pitch and we just knew like if he offered us any kind of good deal, like we knew we had to take it. It was like once in a lifetime type situation. And he gave us a very, very fair uh, valuation for the time of where we were. I think we were at like 500,000 in revenue for that point. And he offered us 20% for 400,000. So it was huge. Like I said, it was me and my husband at the time. We had already had our first. So I was pregnant with our second. We were living the entrepreneurial, just like second jobs, hustling. So Mm -hmm. for us, this was like making it and it was the best decision we ever made. Wow. And when did the name change come about? Yeah. So right after Shark Tank, we started digging in and realized you cannot trademark the word mother. Like, duh. Oh, but I feel like people do. I'm thinking of all the other mother, like the other like mom products and stuff, but maybe they're not trademarked or maybe they have like... You just can't own it. You cannot own that word. And so we were trying to figure out ways around it. And it gave us honestly a beautiful opportunity to do a full rebrand. So up until this point, we were hustling with me and my husband and just living that life. And we weren't really focused on the brand and the core DNA of what it was. And we were just focused on making the product and getting it on the shelf. Mm -hmm. So once we got a deal, we did a full eight month rebrand. So we took a step back from the business and we were like, who is this drink? And we came up with so many different names. We landed on the name Poppy, which is a play off of soda pop. Our colors are also very, very vibrant. Yeah, here's one of our our cans. it's super, super bright and vibrant. So it's one of those things where it pops off the shelf. It's happy. It's it's a soda replacement. So it made a lot of sense. And so we, we did a lot of work. I also feel like you would be cutting off such a big part of the population by just by calling it mother, then the guys might not be into it. And then women Correct. who aren't mothers, you know, then they might be somebody who would benefit from it, but might not feel called to it. Totally. And, you know, we didn't even, like, name it after, like, me being a mother. It was, like, the mother of vinegar. But yes. not, unless you understand the the science in that, like, it's such a small niche consumer that, that honestly, they, they just didn't get it. So it, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. We pulled back distribution. And then we did all the hard work, and we came out with it. And we were launching in March of 2020, right when COVID <laughs> hit. <laughs> How'd that go? How'd that go, Allison? Yeah. So at the time, I think it was like what a lot of other businesses were going through is you didn't, we didn't fully really uh, understand the full extent of what COVID would be. I think, you know, like almost two years in now, everyone does fully understand it. But at the time we had put so much time and effort into it. There was no stopping us. 
And so we went full force and we launched and we were one of the blessed companies to be able to make it through the pandemic and grow mm -hmm. because of a few key things. One, we're a health product. We are apple cider vinegar. We help boost immunity. We are a, an added bonus to your diet. We're also shelf stable, so people could pantry stock. We're, we were sold on Amazon. We're a very digital first brand, right? Um, on top of it, we had filmed a Shark Tank update episode in December, and it aired in April. So like, how often is everybody in America at home on a Friday night watching TV, but April of 2020. Totally. Wow. So we, we blew up overnight. We became like Amazon's hottest new product. We shot like top list on every grocery list on Amazon. Like it was like we broke the algorithms. Our website broke. It was just like such an insane um, second month in business that took us into going to Whole Foods nationwide, to Sprouts nationwide, to we launched Target nationwide this year, right? So it really set us on this trajectory of, of just like a rocket ship. It's, it's incredible. Do you think that you have always had, like, have you always been an entrepreneur? I know you were working for somebody prior to this, but it seems like as you describe it, you were very comfortable leaving your job and betting on yourself and betting on your product. Yeah, you know, I think my family is really big on entrepreneurship. So in oil and gas, uh, my dad and my sister both work in it and it's a very like entrepreneurial industry and in that you have to kind of be your own boss mm -hmm. and run projects and you don't really have like a lot of handholding. And then, um, you know, I think it comes down to having the support of family and friends and that positive uh, reinforcement around you at all times of just no naysayers being like, don't do this. But for me, I was always kind of like an outlier of someone that, if you tell me you can't do it, I'm going to show you how I can. And, you know, if I don't know now, I just say yes and figure it out. Um, but on top of it, you know, me and my husband do this together. We're a great partnership. So I'm very creative. I run the brand and the marketing, but he's the CEO and he's fantastic at budgets and spreadsheets and, you know, all of that. So I feel like it was like just a recipe for success for us to do this together and partner. And so, I always tell other entrepreneurs, like find people that lift you up and that can fill in those gaps that you're not good at and it'll help you be more successful. So you guys started in Dallas, but you moved to Austin. Talk about that decision. Was it was it business or family or, or combo? Yeah, so we've been in Dallas for almost seven years. I always tell everyone if we wouldn't have started the business in Texas, I don't know if we'd be so successful because Texans love Texas brands. Very true. And they rally and they support. And the most beautiful thing was there was no other healthy products like ours that coming out of Dallas. Um, you know, there's a lot of healthy options coming out in New York and LA. Um, but I really feel like we were like really at the forefront of coming out of uh, Texas with a healthy brand. And so they really supported us. But the problem we found with Dallas is our company was so cool and new and like we're doing all these really crazy and exciting things with being such a digital first company is we were having a hard time with like talent retention. I couldn't get the person from New York to move to Dallas, but you know what? We moved our headquarters to Austin and now everyone's begging to come down here. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. So we did it for the company for talent retention, the growth down here. It's a lot easier to get people moved to Austin than Dallas, even though I absolutely love Dallas. It's where I lived. I went to North, University of North Texas. 
Um, but it was just one of those things. We've made a lot of sacrifices for our family and, you know, Austin is not really a sacrifice, so I can't complain. <laughs> yeah. What a great, yeah. What a great place to move to if you're going to move for sure. How does it work with yeah. the two of you working together and then, you know, managing the family and the kiddos? Yeah, so previous to this in the oil and gas, we worked side by side, so we kind of knew what we were getting into. And we just had to learn early on to just hustle and make it work. So we actually have two boys, and I'm actually eight months pregnant now, one more on the way. And like you said at the top of the call, we are the fastest growing non-alcoholic beverage in the nation right now. So things, you know, we just see Poppy as like our fourth child. And you know, you just you just make it work and you try to focus on the marriage, but we know this is a short term with this growth. And so we just focus on the kids and the business and know that we love each other and that we're great partners. Oh, well, congratulations on, on all the kids, the regular kids, the business, you know, all of it. Yeah. Do you have any advice for couples who work together? Yeah, so I think early on, what was really hard for me since this was my product, and my vision was I wanted to be in charge. And I think like as a wife, you tend to want to be in charge too and like, you know, get everything like organized and keep everything in check. But what I really had to like step back and look at is the value that he brings and to respect that and work together on that level in business and in marriage because he is CEO, he is running the company. I quote unquote report to my husband, right? Like as, as chief of brand, I am on the board, you know, all that fun stuff. So it's, it's a fun dynamic, but learning those boundaries early on and respecting them and having them clear makes life a lot easier versus fighting um, with, you know, this is my vision, this is your vision. And so it, it just makes life a lot easier if you just set those boundaries early on. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, we've interviewed some very high powered couples that work together and it's always, you know, some are like, we hate it, but we do it because we have to some, like you say, you know, we actually enjoy it. So it's an interesting dynamic to learn about. What about with the family? Any advice for, you know, people, people with kids who are, you know, have two working parents? I, I do still think that that can be a challenging structure. So how do you guys do it? Yeah, and I think, you know, the pandemic has brought that out a lot. Like, honestly, our kids' school is closed this week because of COVID, so the kids are home. And yeah. so, you know, we, we surround ourselves with a great su support system. And, you know, we have a great company culture here at Poppy is like family is first at the end of the day. Um, but you you just do the best you can. I think is all what, parents. What does that mean by families first? Like I think most companies would say that, but what is like what does that look like in a day to day, you know, style? Yeah. So for me, it's like if if kids sick or like at home and the kids running around the background while you're on a Zoom, like don't be ashamed. Like that's kind of the new norm in life right now like it's okay if you have to run like hold on my kid's doing this or you know what i can't c come to this meeting because we're stuck at home and it's like just being respectful that a lot of that stuff is like out of our hands right now instead of getting upset and being like oh you're supposed to be at work it's like you just have to be a little bit more flexible and knowing that everyone's working so hard and that it's such unpresentable like it's just hard times right now with it and just to be understanding and be a human being. You know what I mean? Like oh. at the end of the day, me and Steven are still the hardest workers like in the company and working till 10 o'clock at night, the kids go to bed, we're working, you know, doing all these things, but it's 
it's just expecting and just being a human to your employees. Yeah, this has been a discussion I've been having with girlfriends lately. Some some businesses, if your kids are sick, then you can, it's like, what do you do? Do you call in sick yourself? Do you say your child's sick? A lot of employers say, well, too bad. So, so someone's gonna have to figure that out. It's just, it's just, and I think it's, you're right, it's brought it to the forefront because more people have been sick or have been having to stay isolated for one reason or another and exposure and it's just an, it's an interesting thing. I, w I don't, I think I don't envy that as a company. Like I no, look at you and think, gosh, I, I don't know that I'd want to be the person saying this is what you have to do. Yeah, and it's I think just being flexible and knowing that if you respect your employees in in that situation, they're only going to work harder for you later, and they're only going to want to stick around and feel like they're part of the family versus just a job they're going to every day. And I think it really does just come back to being a human being and listening. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I, t I totally agree. So hopefully that'll be a message that a lot of, you know, employers will hear during a very difficult to navigate time. What is next for you and for the brand? So we're so excited. Um, we just launched our classic flavors. So up until this point, we've been pretty fruit forward with our, we, like our top sellers, a strawberry lemon or a raspberry rose or an orange. But we're just so, so excited. I actually have one here. So we just launched like our um, classic cola. So we're coming after you, Coke, Pepsi. <laughs> um, and then we launched a root beer and a Doc Pop. So we are taking on that really, really traditional soda. And we're seeing it resonate really, really great with our consumers. And to your point earlier, we're capturing more of that male audience, which mm -hmm. before we were a little bit more fruit forward and it was a little bit harder to penetrate that consumer. And so we're excited to focus on that for um, 2022. Oh, that's super exciting. Have you heard people have health benefits like what you experienced um, from, from yes. like drinking this every day? Yeah, and you know, I think that's what honestly keeps me going is the amount of response that we get from people that are saying, oh, wow, I had IBS and this helped with this, or my stomach hurt, or honestly, someone saying, I used to drink three Cokes a day and now I drink poppy. I mean, that, the amount of sugar we're saving this person in their diet is absolutely crazy, right? So that's the kind of like those customer testimonials are what like keep me excited and keep me going every day. And we're actually doing our own um, third party gut health study with poppy and how it affects your gut and your skin and all that so we're excited for the results to come out and i think it's like april so we're excited to see where that comes as well allison congratulations on everything the like i said the kids the company you know all of it really really interesting to chat with you i was actually interviewing another woman she handed me a poppy and she's like oh have you had these i said yeah i do drink them and she said oh the the she's from texas and i'm like well i'm gonna track her down i'm gonna Yay, track her down so and get an fun. interview with her so thank you so much for the time thank you so much for having me it's been wonderful chatting yes i agree love the conversation so here's the deal you guys if you haven't heard about it it's um drinkpoppy.com and allison's super generous she actually gave us a promo code so i'll share it with you it's morning after so M-O-R-N-I-N-G after, A-F-T-E-R, for 15% on Amazon. That's the uh, the promo code if you want to find it there. And as for us and our connection, we love chatting with you here on Second Shot. Please leave a rating or review if you found this episode or any of the other episodes to be helpful. And if you share with a screenshot and tag me, I will share it right back. And you know you can see these Thursdays on CW33. We'll talk to you soon.